When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another Mike Tomlin Tuesday press conference. Yes, it is Tomlin Tuesday. Some thought perhaps the Steelers would push the press conference back another day because they have an extra day of preparation playing on Monday Night Football this week. But they went ahead and the Steelers had Coach Tomlin speaking to the media today. Even though the players will not be on the field for their official first practice of the week until Thursday because they will be practicing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with that extra day. But since Coach Tomlin was there and talking, let's dive into it and see what all we had to say. Um, he was asked all kinds of different things. We'll get to the question soon. He opened up um, talking about this past week's game. He talked about how the run game component was big. Um, basically that's what won them the game, not just their own, but stopping the other teams. They, they stopped the number one rushing offense in the NFL going into the week of the Cleveland Browns, kept them under hundred yards and they themselves ran for more than hundred yards. As I've reported in my, um, analyzing by the numbers articles, if you haven't checked them out at behind the steel make sure you do because the Steelers have now won 20 consecutive games in which they have rushed the ball for a hundred yards or more. If they've, if the Steelers rush the ball for that much, they have won 20 straight games. Pretty impressive streak in my opinion. Moving on. Okay. Um, Mike Tomlin says that they need to really um, avoid the negativity on offense. You know, he's talking about 
about penalties and whatnot, but he said that's what they did on Sunday. Now, the penalties, not so much, but he said they stayed on schedule. They were able to run the ball, particularly on first down, stay ahead of the change and things, chains and, and things of that nature. Um, but he said that the penalties are hurting them and they need to improve. Um, I know that the, I called it a super ticky tack penalty on Chuksakura for where the, where he, where he was lined up, killed their opening drive. And to me, that, that, might have been a warning, unless they had already warned him once. But that should not have been a penalty there. That's almost like the referees kind of trying to kill a drive on their own. Um, but that's a whole different subject. Um, that uh, one thing that Coach Tom went on and talked a lot about was emphasizing leverage, and he was mainly talking about it in the secondary. But it's true on the defense. Um, in almost all aspects so on the defensive line, if, you know, going in, you know, getting to your gap and keeping your leverage in that gap in order to fight back, he talked about it in the secondary um, of making sure to maintain that leverage of where you're supposed to be playing the, the, the player. So that way, if you're unable to make the tackle, you actually have help and you're not left alone with no one between them and the end zone. So just something that he went on a a good bit about during the press conference. Before he dove into looking at the Chicago Bears, he specifically started off mentioned um, Khalil Mack and then Quinn, the other edge rusher, um, said that you know, the Steelers have seen a lot of elite pass rushers so far this year. They saw Von Miller, who's no longer with the Broncos, but he was when the Steelers played him. They saw Miles Garrett last week. Now they've got Khalil Mack. If he's back from his injury, that's still something Coach Tomlin did not mention this, but that is something to monitor is to see if if Khalil Mack will be able to play this week. Um, he went on um, to just talk about with, with those two players, how they're just as dangerous on the edge as Cleveland was. So that's something they have to take into account. He also talked about, you know, their other linebackers, the secondary went on and on a lot about the defense, um, said that, uh, that, um, when it comes to the bears offense is that they need to stop the run. And that wasn't even taking into account the quarterback that the bears, you know, have a solid running attack, of two different runners over 300 yards. Part of that was because Montgomery had um, sustained an injury. I'm not even sure where he stands right now, if he's um, still out, if he was back. I didn't get to catch any of the Bears game this week um, because of everything going on with the Steelers. So uh, that's something to look for in the injury report this week. Uh, But he did specifically talk about Justin Fields and that he adds to the running. not even as much on designed plays, but he says as he's getting more NFL experience, that running aspect of fields will, will come out more and more. So that's something they have to be aware of, even though they might not have seen it as much before. He expects it to continue to grow as fields continues to grow. He talked about their tight ends, um, and that all three of them, um, Komet, uh, Graham, and Jesse James had a touchdown last week, that they have three capable players there. Um, from that, Coach Tomlin went on to talk about the Steelers' injuries. He said uh, Chris Boswell is in the concussion protocol, but there's nothing unusual standing out about it right now. So, in other words, he's not ruling him out, but the Steelers did uh, make some roster moves today, one of which was they did sign a kicker, Josh Lambeau, to the practice squad, which is wise to do just to make sure everything goes well. Um, there's there's nothing standing out in a negative way with Boswell, but the protocol was the protocol. Um, 
Eric Ebron, he says he's trying to work his way back. He was in the pool working on his hamstring. Then he he mentioned the elephant in the room, the trade away of Melvin Ingram. And he says it's just one of those things that just didn't work out um, the way everyone had envisioned it, the way Ingram envisioned it, the way the Steelers envisioned it. It just didn't seem like they were on the same page. Um, that's why Coach Tomlin really went on to talk about the importance of building through the draft. Because when you're talking about free agents, you might not have you might have a difference in expectations based on what uh, those players have, are experiencing. And when they, a player comes in the draft, um, you're building those expectations from within the facility. Um, so that that I thought was interesting. So he basically said, you know, tacos up. He got signed to the 53 man roster today. Um, so the Steelers do have four outside linebackers along with Derek Tuska. Um, and the coach Tomlin said he is comfortable with the abilities of Alex Highsmith taking on the number of snaps that he is going forward. So it started the question and answer period. I'll highlight some of the, the top ones, not necessarily all of them. Um, so he, 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 about the, about the, the, the trade and everything that led up to it, um, what, what factors into it? Coach Tallman says it really is what's best for the team. A lot of might people might argue that you know having Elvin, Melvin Ingram was better for the team, but if having a disgruntled Melvin Ingram might not have been, and that's when Coach Tomlin brought up his infamous line of "They need volunteers, not hostages." Um, that he was asked about the whole notion of trading to a future opponent. He's like, you got to consider all things. And that's what you look at when you're looking to see what you're going to do when it comes to dealing a player. Uh, Coach Tomlin did not mention this, but it was reported that pretty much the Chiefs were the only team interested. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, he was asked some questions about the fake field goal and the hit on Boswell. He had no comment. He did not want to go into that. He said how the the official – spoke to the media afterwards to to answer some of their questions, but he's not getting into it. And wisely so, because all Coach Tomlin would say is that they completely blew the call, which they did, and then he would get fined and it just wasn't worth it. So he wisely didn't say anything. Um, he was asked about where he said post-game that the snap took too long and was asked if he um, sh- you know, should have called a timeout in that circumstance. And he said the snap did take too long, um, but it wasn't long enough to call a timeout that he kind of laughed about it. Um, if you're not sure what that's in reference to, uh, Coach Tomlin said, um, because the ball wasn't snapped right away, the Browns were able to see that the Steelers were lined up slightly different. And therefore, they were that, that set off a trigger in them to look for the fake field goal right before it was snapped, uh, which definitely put the Steelers at a disadvantage. So let's see, moving on past that, um, he was asked about um, the emergency players because uh, that was an issue that came up in the game. He did specifically say that Ben Roethlisberger is the emergency holder, um, they, and but he still has to decide if it's worth it to use those players in an emergency situation or if you're better off doing other things. Um, and he brought up the infamous James Harrison as the emergency long snapper from, oh my, I can't even remember what year it was. Uh, when when Greg Warren went out of the game, and he told the story that he he knew the one thing that he, that he could count on from James Harrison was he wasn't going to leave the snap short, and he definitely didn't as he sails it over the punter's head and for a safety. So he brought that up as you know one of those things to think about. He was asked specifically if he would name who his emergency kicker was, and he would not. He would. He said he wanted to keep that close to the vest. I don't blame him. I don't know if it's Harvin. Um, 
there's some rumors that, you know, Derek Watt was actually a kicker maybe in high school and, the, and that he could at least pull off um, a short field goal. People do forget that uh, the extra point is moved back to the 15-yard line. So it's, it's not just an easy chip shot for the extra point anymore. Um, Coach Tomlin did say, though, that he appreciated the guys that were willing and ready in case they had to be called upon in those emergency situations, which I thought was pretty good. Moving on. Okay. He was asked about um, the offensive line cohesion. Um, and, and if that would maybe be a reason that they wouldn't want to insert Zach Banner because of the way they're, the team is growing together. And he's like, no, he would not hesitate to make a change if he needs to make a change based on those players. So that was interesting. Um, he was asked about specifically using the term I, you know, on when referring to the defense about the calls and I and things like this. Um, and he's like that, that it's that the team is, is a collective and he looks at everything as being his um, don't know if that was him trying to disguise it. Cause the question was if he was calling the defense and uh, he just kind of blew that off a little bit. Um, he, Coach Tom was also asked about uh, Dan Moore jr. And Kendrick green, the rookie offensive lineman. Um, he says that they're getting more steady. They have a good demeanor, and it seems like the moments aren't too big for them, much like going on the road in an AFC North matchup like they had on Sunday. Um, he was asked to kind of talk about Taco Charlton, who is now in the mix with everything at outside linebacker. He talked about him being an athlete. He's compared a lot of the things that he did to Melvin Ingram. He says he's worked as a defensive lineman before, so he kind of understands um, those, those kind of – you know, that kind of different skill set, which to me understands why he might not be the best coverage outside linebacker, if you know what I mean. Um, and I, I just thought that it was uh, interesting that he also brought up that uh, he was pretty sure he was drafted ahead of TJ Watt, which he was two spots ahead of TJ in 2017. Um he was asked, Coach Tom was asked more about, you know, the whole emergency things with the special teams. And he just said that emergency planning is part of the preparation each week. So that it's not like it's the, the person. He just said it's part of the planning. He didn't say if they actually do stuff or how that works out. Um, he was asked specifically about Zach Banner. He says he's back. He's got, he's cleared. He can do things, you know, might need to knock off a little bit of the dust or the rust, and he'll continue to work hard in practice to see what happens. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I hit all the, these good ones. Um, was asked if, if playing if the playing time was sustainable for both TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith at edge rusher, if they don't have a big rotation. And his simple answer was yes. Um, this was an interesting question about dealing with scripted quarterback runs versus off script quarterback runs. Um, and he says, you, you got to deal with both types because they're completely different types of plays. Scripted quarterback runs are often a lot on first or second down. The unscripted types are sometimes on third down, maybe even third and long when the quarterback drops back and then scrambles. And it's not that the team is doing anything to show that it's going to be a run, but you've got to be ready for both of those. Um, he was asked if if the component of the of the trade where they dealt Melvin Ingram um, was actually seeing Taco Charton and Derek Tuska in game to see what they can do, and he said absolutely that that was a component, seeing that they were capable guys. Um, we already saw that the Steelers decided to keep Tuska 
over Jameer Jones that they felt that that was an upgrade from earlier in the season. He was asked about what they'll do with the extra day. He's happy that Thursday becomes Wednesday for the players. They get that extra time, you know, because, you know, it's not until Thursday that they have their regular Wednesday practice. But he, he made a joke about how um, coaches are always trying to know, you know, I can't remember exactly how he said it. I think it was stuff, stuff eight pounds of food in a five-pound sack or something like that, um, of trying to put in so much more than they have time for. It's nice from a coaching standpoint to have that extra day because they're just going to keep trying to put in as much as they can. So he was he did, was asked and did gave a, a little bit of an update with Stefan to it. Um, he says that that he's putting in good work. There's not not any negativity or any setback so far with him, but he's still not close enough to really give any other type of update. Um, Coach Tomlin was asked about the defensive line depth and the increased reps for some of the some of the um, the younger guys and new guys, I guess I should say. And he says that they get more reps as the coaches get more confidence. And the guys like Mondo and Bugs, they've been around a lot, so they don't have to get as much confidence. Guys like um, like Loudermilk or even guys on the edge like Tuska and Charlton, because they're newer guys this year, it's going to take that confidence from their coaches in order to then um, get more playing time. And to finish everything up, Coach Tomlin was asked about if they were going to be more active as the 4 p.m. trade deadline on Tuesday approaches. And he's like, we're going to keep your eye open, you know, which he didn't shut it down and say, this is our team, blah, 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 which is what you would expect from Coach Tomlin. And he's like, you know, we'll keep our eye open. But 31 other teams are probably keeping their eye open as well. So the Steelers could still be in the business to make a move or they couldn't. We'll see how it all pans out. But either way, this team's getting ready to take on the Chicago Bears on Monday. That's the key thing. When asked about, you know, looking, you know, a win streak, there was a question there that I didn't highlight, asked about their win streak. And Coach Tom is like, I'm not worried about win streaks. I'm worried about beating the Chicago Bears this week. And that's something that I've said many times. This team needs to take it week by week by week. You, you know, if you try to look ahead and say, how are we going to get to this many wins? No, you need to get to your next win the next game. And as long as they keep that mentality and keep chugging forward with that, um, I think the Steelers will be in pretty good shape. So make sure you are checking out all our all our podcasts. We've got so many coming at you. Um, just if you if anything else, just you know wherever you get your podcast, if you're able to, just subscribe to Behind the Steel Curtain. I know an Apple Podcast, you'll get every single one of them delivered to you automatically. Um, if not. Make sure you check it out behind the steel curtain.com. Our podcasts are there and our articles. You can listen to them right there. And make sure you are just checking out uh, the website for the written word. We'll see how this week progresses. Remember, everything's pushed back a day. So you're not going to get an injury report until Thursday. You're not going to get um, the game statuses until Saturday. So that's just something to keep in mind. But other than that, we will be bringing you all the same content, all our same podcasts. And to close it up, I got to do it like I always do. Go Steelers.